Opportunities, free advice, but not for cheap old gambling wheels, shaded deals. Leave me back here to my Adam, I guess he was here and then he wasn't. Hello and good evening for this Monday, January the 22nd, 2024. Star Trek D Space Nine, Season 7, Episode 9, Covenant is over. And it has been since 1999. We're just getting started here on Live Long and Podcast, our live stream review of this episode as we continue our ongoing journey to watch every episode of Star Trek D Space Nine. A live stream here on Facebook, YouTube, and our Twitch. We got we got the the fans here. We got Sam, we got Norman, uh, we got uh, the United Federation of Podcasts, uh, you know, and 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 other affiliated shows with us. Welcome everybody. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's 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 all <laughs> oh, the support is all important, you know. So uh, <coughs> um, I'm Dave Mater. And I'm joined tonight with a great panel to break this down. Uh, well, here, let's uh, let, let's introduce us all. Uh, well, first, we got Kevin Millard. Hey, Kevin. Hello. How Story. you doing, Dave? I'm well. I'm well. Um, but then, of course, we have the man coming to us from all the way on Mpok Noor. He was beamed three light years across the country, and he is in the Kelowna airport. It's Adam Woodward. Hello. And I just blinked, and that happened. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, uh, same thing with Kira. She just blinked and then she was on another station. And last but not least, we got the man in ops himself, Jody Simpson, your gold daddy and mine. Uh, I am gold to Jody. To Jody, I, I'm sorry. Like, did you not see my tag? I saw it, like, but I didn't memorize it. So I was like, oh, well, it, was something, it was something with a gull in it. I've taken back the station. I think gold uh, gold daddy is good though, Dave. I oh, think that's where your mind is at. I'm changing. Gold daddy, <laughs> yes. Um, Adam saw through your cult. Yes, he did. Uh, where's Jeff? That's an ongoing question. Uh, it's like I believe... it's like trying to find Waldo. Yeah, I believe he's in Cuba. Uh, I don't know if he's back yet. He is currently uh, in Cuba. Yep. Yes. So uh, we're all, all different parts Depending here. Depending on uh, how many international incidents he creates, he may not be coming back. We'll see. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. Or my niece, for that matter. We'll see. Uh, she could cause some issues. Guys, this is the, um, as mentioned, the ninth episode of season nine. Uh, it is written by Rene Echeverria, directed by John Kretschmer. Um, and it was the 159th episode overall in the series. Um, and so let's let's talk to the panel about this episode before we, you know, explain the whole plot and what happened. Not that it's going to take us too long to do, I don't think, because it's a pretty straightforward story. But uh, let's go. I was like hearing from Adam first because this is the first time he's the, watching these for the first time. He's never seen this before. So, uh, you know, go to you. First. Okay, you picked a good time in the the uh, break in the announcements. So. Uh, Dave, can I just go back to last week? And I missed last week's uh, discussion. And I'm going to move my my score to a ten. I rewatched that again yesterday. Man, that is a good. One. Now coming to Covenant, uh, again, not as fast paced, not as quite exciting, but it was still a very good episode. I, I was engaged my whole time watching it, uh, and and enjoyed it. So I'm interested to see what you guys have to say. Yeah. Okay. Um... Well, so so you're saying you enjoyed last week and this week, right? You, you can nod if. Oh, for sure. You know, this week very different pace, very different action, but still very engaging. Okay, okay. Let's go to to Jody next. 
Jody, what did you think of Covenant? Um, well, I don't want to give it all away, but give it all away. Give it oh all away. Yeah. God, this was so boring. Oh, it was such a boring episode. Like, and I'm usually into this type of thing, but the, there's so many things that don't make any sense in this episode, and it. I just think poor writing is part of it. And apparently, I'm getting a ton of messages. Sorry, guys. Uh, but um, I don't know. I just like it's not a terrible episode, but like it, it's it, it's not as it's not nearly as good as I remember it. I, I remember having a fairly fond view of this episode and it has not aged well, I guess, uh, okay. at least with me. So, and Kevin, I, I love the idea of this episode. Yeah. I, I love Gal Dukat as religious leader. I think is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is. I would have up until two hours ago, I would have been, I was excited to watch this episode. Yeah. I was like, Hey, I would have, I would have, um, recommended it to anyone and after watching it i was like no that was actually kind of boring like right i don't know yeah adam was still on the high of watching the other episode maybe i was but i also think that it really points out when you have a religious zealot who is taking advantage of people how easy it is and you know once they topple they topple hard oh absolutely yeah and this was really done i think done well to prove that point as kevin said I like the concept. I think the concept's fantastic. It was the execution that was the problem here. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree a little bit more with Jody and Kevin on it, like um, in terms of being a little bit more boring than I remember it being. Definitely. Um, I think that uh, the, the, okay. I think that Nana visitor and uh, Mark Alimo, Kieran Ducat, they're fine. They're, they're really good in the episode. They do, you know, their dynamic um, is always entertaining to watch for me. You know, uh, because he's always trying to prove he's good and she's always seeing right through him. Although, you know, here at this particular juncture in the seventh season, I'm like, we've kind of had all these discussions already. Um, so I think that the 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 thrill of this was kind of just watching Ducat as the religious leader, which I think was a good fit for him. Uh, although it's kind of because it's just the one episode, it kind of feels like uh, oh, I think they could have maybe taken this a little further. But I'm also glad they didn't because my problem in the episode is all the other Bajorans. They're boring. They suck. Their performances are blah. Like um, this Vedic guy I've never seen before uh, who gets her transported to the other station. He's, he's the best of the bunch, but even he's kind of whatever. I'm like, all I could think was like, these people suck. They're dumb and they deserve what they get. Eat the poison pills. Like they should, you know, but uh, that's what that's, you know, not the nicest thing to say, but you know, come on. Like this was hard guys. Like, I think this was coming off of the 1990s heaven's gate cult. If you guys recall when that happened, I think Nichelle Nichols brother was in that cult. <laughs> um, oh geez. And he committed suicide with the whole group. So I guess that, you know, I wonder if Kool-Aid sales were affected. Was <laughs> drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. did they drink kool-aid to uh in the suicide is that why i don't remember that part i don't remember either that was the jim jones one no yeah. oh, yeah. that was the jim jones one you're right yeah but I, I feel like that only have been a couple years earlier than this i feel like that was top of mind and something that they could kind of play off in in this episode um you know and it maybe that's maybe why it worked better when i was and they 16. They use it like there's good things about this episode. They use it as a good device uh, to to just show you how evil Ducat really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know, they because during the whole show they kind of go back and forth with Ducat, right? Yeah, sometimes and, he can be kind of good. Yeah, but most of the time he's bad. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm a changed man. Now I want the true prophets with a true prophet that's probably the line that mark alimo has delivered the most in star oh, trek probably. yeah i'm I a, am changed a changed man, man. if it yeah. weren't for me even more bajorans would have died during the occupation you know and um i don't know like ducat's obsession with kira even at this juncture uh still like no that i like i think you I like it perfect. but is this is this i don't know if they ever see each other after this episode do they I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, he's in the last episode or the episode before it. 
but do Kira and Dukat ever see each other after this? I don't think so. No, um, I'm yeah, I think you're right. I don't think they do. Um, you know, and so I guess maybe they wanted to have them have one final episode together. And if that's what this is, then I guess it's okay. But um, it's it's sort of like, you know, she goes there. He tries to charm her. She says no. She, she exposes who he is for the fraud he is and how truly evil he is. Like she already knew. And like these dopes didn't seem to understand that, even though he was the head of the occupation in their lifetime. But whatevs. Yeah. Um, and, well, and that's uh, that. That comes to the first point that I have is like, how are all these Bajorans following this guy? Like, there, there's, there's just no way. Like, well, like, there are only fifty people out of a planet of billions, so I, I don't know. It's, it's a relatively small group, but um, yeah. Well, Bernie. And well, announcement. Oh, he's got a, he, he gets screwed over by the, the announcements. Yeah, yes, hey, we're, we're doing a podcast here. Come on, tell them. Yeah, tell them to tell them to can it. Yeah, keep it down. That's what you... <laughs> and I think that's part of the problem that I have with this episode is that you have two very strong characters. Like Dakota is a very strong character, and you have Kira, who's arguably probably one of the strongest characters in this in this show. And it's it it just seems almost like a waste this episode. Like I think they could have did so much more with the two of them. Well, you know, I even I, in I, this context, they could have even in more. this context again, like he killed Jedzia, and yeah. that is that is brought up in this episode. But I feel like it's, it's brought up like, ah, but what you like, know, this she, is what 10 months, this is what 10, 11 months after it's unclear. It's it's at least long enough to him to father this child whenever that happens. Well, he's right? a busy so, boy. Like, if if it's 10 months, he he literally, like, within a month of killing uh, what's her name, he got the other one pregnant. Now I don't know what the gestation period is of a Bajoran, but I'm guessing it's pretty close. It's to less. Months. It's 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 shorter than a human. I think. Is it? Oh, okay. okay. Uh, it will come up in the fun facts, I think. But so, so Dave, you know, you asked about the 50 people, or you know, the quote, you know, PT Barnum is a sucker, sucker born every minute, mm -hmm. and you know where you need to join something and you need meaning, and the, the, let's face it, they're all going through a rough, a rough patch with the war and, and occupation need something i guess and that's why they follow but um but you're right there's you know again it's a reflection of our own society and who joins what and why why would they join i don't know there's Doesn't always a, us. there's always some people who will join some fringe group that i think there's just that attraction to being part of something exclusive i guess yeah um right you know you feel more special um Kira was pregnant for a while with the O'Brien's child okay and if i recall i think bashir says that a normal pregnancy is Maybe he says it's 10 months. I don't know. Like, but uh, but Keiko had already been pregnant for a while. Anyway, um, let's get into the episode screenshots. It won't take us too long. This was a pretty simple episode in terms of uh, Wait a second. Action. Who are these? Who are these characters? Well, they're not in it much. Uh, Quark I don't remember is, them in this episode. Quark taking an order. There, yeah, yeah. Esri, Julian, Odo at a table. Odo orders a spring wine. And uh, Odo always uh, in Quark says, you don't order drinks. Why would you order drinks? Okay, just a quick sidebar, guys. You know how they turned Odo into a human for a while? The change yeah, things? Yep. So it's possible for him to ingest things because th that was some... They just kind of froze him in a form, right? Like, for a while? Isn't that what's kind of explained to us until that baby changeling reactivated his changeling powers? Um maybe i don't know i always thought like he like, it would have been better if they would have given him the ability to eat if he wants to or drink if he wants to or whatever but they went back to him being a eatless person and i don't care for it that's my little sidebar anyway uh but anyway kira was at church guys and um oh you know so Odo says i wish i believed in the prophet sometime just so i could go to church with you but she says, well, that would be nice, but you'd have to believe in it for real. And he's like, well, I'm probably not going to. They said, well, maybe you should find another religion, Odo, like Klingon religion. But then I couldn't go to services with Kira. How sweet is, uh, I don't know, this, car, this whole opening scene was kind of blah for me. Uh, mm -hmm. I was more concerned about why Odo can't have a drink. Anyway, and then the, <laughs> the, we, we, we have a, a time jump. Kira goes to her quarters. I feel like we could, you okay? So 
does that opening scene establish anything other than it's a really gonna be an episode about faith i guess is that's why we have that that that's discussion? why you have that opening scene that's all it, it is it, it's it's enterprise caliber cold open that's for sure yeah okay then we get the cure inner quarters reading a pad this um vedic shows up uh he's in the episode a lot i don't know if we've ever seen him before vedic fala um i don't think so i think this is the first time he this is his one and only episode we're told that he's like kind of like our sunday school teacher from when she was a kid i don't know if bajorans go to church on sundays but um you know a religious school teacher when they were in the occupation camp as a kid uh how you know faith helped them get through the hard years of the occupation and a lot of the things um you know, and so they're having a really like nice time and discussion. He's like, I brought you a gift. I brought you a present, Nerese. She's like, Oh, let me see, let me see, Fala. So uh gives it to her. She she takes it over to check it out. But guess what? It's not a uh, a gift. It's more of a portable transporter um uh, thingy from the Dominion technology. And all of a sudden she is transported off D Space Nine. Um, and we see that uh, Fala maybe not super proud of his actions here. Um, as we go over to Empok Nor, the empty Deep Space Nine duplicate station, if you recall, we've been here a couple times before. Uh, yep. she, she materializes in the uh, equivalent of Quark's bar on that station, um, where she says, You are you guys are wearing those um red armbands. She sees a bunch of Bajorans with red armbands, you're part of that Pa Wraith cult. Not only do they have red armbands, but they also have red earrings, which they wear on the left ear instead of on the right ear, as the uh, as the, the followers of the prophets do. Um, but the, the master wanted yeah, you to come here. Rolaren wore it on the left. Uh, well, maybe she's a maybe she's a pa wraith enthusiast. I don't know. Um, doubtful though. Um, <laughs> anyway, we find out who the master is. It's Golducott. Da da da. And that's our cold open. Um, I love that they did this with him. It's perfectly within his character. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. He no needs character. people to adore him. True. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. religion makes the most sense. I, I'm surprised he didn't try this earlier. You know? <laughs> um, okay, so the episode title Covenant as we come here to Impoch Nor. Um, and, and Kira's more like, just like, oh, what the hell, you know, at this guy, like, what are you doing now? You're, you're leading these people. Um, she's more like taunting him and just like throwing it back in his face as he's doing his whole, like, Narice, I brought you here to show you I'm a changed man. I'm a man of faith. Now I was touched by the hand of a God. Um, you know, and yeah, at first I just wanted to get back at cisco but now i'm i'm fully into this uh and by the end of this episode kira will tell odo that i think he kind of does partly believe it um which mm -hmm. we, you know is kind of the case um you know that him and the the, the power race have a um the, the the mutually beneficial to each other uh also want to mention the episode uh written by rene echeverria who writes a lot of these kira and ducat focused episodes um the, the one where um uh you know kieran ducat first went on that mission to go get zial i think the mission the the episode that we that davin especially hates the one where uh, kira's mom was hooking up with ducat in back in time so oh, it's all that it, one's awful some of yeah so, some of these some of these um kira and ducat stories are better than others um and this is kind of like i guess their final swan song uh, John Kretschmer directs this episode. I'm not a director I'm super familiar with. I don't know how often he comes in here. Um, this may be one of the only episodes he directs. Uh, so, oh, he directed like a couple episodes before. But anyway, I digress. Anyway, so um, so Kira and and Ducat. Now, to be fair, Ducat could have her killed, but he never could kill her here. He he wants to her. He has. He, she has to adore him yeah it it's like the end of 1984 he she has to love big brother right before he puts a bullet in her head he's like i welcome your your anger it's a challenge you know i if i could break you i could break any bajord 
is kind of his his philosophy and it kind of makes sense i guess uh what he's saying although you know it's just another uh expression of his delusion um so i don't know like she never buys it she's not even one bit like taking in anything <laughs> he has to say the stuff with uh they do talk about him killing jedzia and he's like yeah that was that was unfortunate she was in the way and i had to get her the way she wasn't really he didn't really have to kill her at all um no. No, so um, she's not buying it. But again, like I always, I've, I always hated that she killed. He kills Jedzia, and they don't really ever like Worf. Never gets to have any kind of closure with Ducat over it or anything, you know. So it's uh, not great. Um, and uh, yeah, Kira is is just she's she's ready to say like you're never breaking me. I'm going to expose you for the fraud you are if I ever give him the chance. And this dichotomy is set up throughout the episode. We 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 go back to D Space Nine. That was one of the worst retcons ever. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah. It's probably it is the worst retcon. Uh not even needed at all. Like, you know. Um, but whatevs. Um, anyway, so we go on D Space Nine where we find out that uh, they've realized Kira's gone. Uh she's been gone for at least uh the the night you know before they they picked up on it because odo realized it uh and we find out it's a dominion transporter that can transport up to three light years so uh that's a pretty impressive transporter um if you have the beacon right so they find all that out they they know that somebody visited her quarters but they don't know it was fala so they don't have any leads on what to do so you think they'd have some sort of like when i stay yeah. in a hotel they have fucking cameras in the hallway like <laughs> yeah it's kind Somewhere. of amazing to me yeah that there was it's no like evidence. getting on board to the bridge of a starship jody they can do that very well anybody that's true yeah 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 look at um, wesley he just walked in on on the bridge more than once like i'm not sure odo is the best security officer in the whole damn quad odo sucks <laughs> All right, I've said this many, many times. Not that Worf would be any better, but still, no. it's, it's it's yeah. It, well, Worf did let tons of people onto the Enterprise with no problems. Oh, oh Worf and children terrible. steal shuttles. He oh, let yeah. children steal shuttles. But like, he wanted... I think they would just like bike lock them to something. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. my God. Yeah. So, uh, Kira, the first officer of D Space Nine, has been kidnapped. They have no leads, and they're if 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 Ducat hadn't called them by the end of this, they never would have found her. You know, it seems like. But anyway, um, Kira is locked up at this point, and she is slamming on the door. She can't uh, doesn't know what to do. Um, and then Fala shows up. He I guess he took the, a ship from, um, D Space Nine to Bajor, and then got here. So she's uh like you know upset with him he reveals that he's been part of the pa wraith cult cult not a cult maybe a legitimate religion it's uh the, the jury's out guys but what's um, the difference uh i don't know <laughs> uh, I semantics coming. i suppose um anyway but he says he he's been in it I'm guessing from, the kool-aid color yeah since before the occupation or maybe just after the occupation because he's mad at the prophets for allowing cardassia to occupy bejor uh she's like that is the the path the prophet lays out for us. It's not always clear. Sometimes it's hard. Um, Ducat also tells us that um, it was that the, the, the Pa race actually wanted to get involved in the occupation and protect the Bajorans and, and, the, and the prophet said, no, I don't know if that's true. Sounds like it's made up, but because um, everything we've seen from these Pa races, they're, they're, they're completely malevolent, right? Like they're, yeah. they're the, you know, the one that got Keiko that possessed Keiko and, tried to get O'Brien to like shoot the wormhole. She was pretty evil. Um, so, and they, they don't seem like nice people. Yeah. But I think um, it also has to do with the host as well. Right. It's also about religion. You Keiko's, can say whatever you Keiko's want. Keiko's very evil. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, if she has a demon in her, she's especially evil. Um, but anyway, yeah. So he, they have like this kind of religious philosophical discussion. I don't buy this, this Vedic that he's supposed to be like a really good guy who, is just happens to be part of this. Well, this action. is the convenience trust character, right? Where like even Kira, like even though this guy facilitated her to be transported, what three light years or whatever to yeah. the other station, mm -hmm. she still trusts him. She still looks for his guidance. It's like, he clearly isn't that good. <laughs> like he literally yeah. helped abduct you. You dumbass. I think the word is misled rather than, 
know, oh, maybe people yeah. people that fall into this kind of cultish area like, something's happened in their lives that they have to join and, and now he's trying to get her in yeah but, clearly he's being told to do this though there's no way i don't think he would go after it without being yeah. told right well, yeah, he also makes this case for, uh, you know, Ducat. He he says Ducat was evil, but then the the Paul race washed him clean of his sins. He is a changed man. He's like, I didn't want to accept. What him, a but, miracle! What a miracle! <laughs> you know, he's like, hey, remember when the prophets um, took all those Dominion warships out of the wor wormhole and made them disappear? Wasn't that a miracle? And then you're like, didn't you just make a case for why the prophets are the the, the gods? You know, they have the miracle. Um, what, what's Ducat's miracle? I don't really get other than he killed Jedzia and closed the wormhole for a while. Um, you know, but that's been undone. Uh, just here, uh, he follows starts showing Kira around the station. We get to see this one guy, uh, a member of the Paw Wraith followers, using the Bajoran hand phaser as a welding device, something you don't always see in Star Trek, but I kind of liked it. Um, this will come up later. I guess why? Well, they've they've used that one many many times in Star Trek to like seal doors as they're being chased and stuff. Doors, yeah. It's but more yeah. as it's being used as a tool because uh, except they what, can't do that in the original series because all the walls would just like catch on fire. Why? Because they're, they're all, drywall. They're all drywall. Yeah. Well, maybe you are. Maybe you're right. Um. Anyway, so he starts showing around. They said that like, they don't have a lot of like power on the station. It's kind of limited. Uh, they bring in some food from Bejor. We get to meet um, this pregnant woman uh, who's close to giving birth. Oh, by the uh, way, I looked that up. Five months. It's a five-month pregnancy for five Bajorans? for Bajorans, yes. Okay. All right. So they're much faster. Um, and so she's like, you're close. And she's like, you know, we're told that Ducat has to give the blessing. Because apparently being in this uh, uh, Pa Wraith group means you don't have any worldly pleasures. No sex, guys. Uh, and let, vow of abstinence. Um, I'm done then. Yeah, I was like, this is even like this. Like, who would sign up for this? This 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 religion. This is the worst. Like, usually the devil worshippers at least have like crazy. Like, sex I haven't heard on. one thing about laser nipples. I haven't heard <laughs> anything like that. Like, how are you going to sell me on this religion? Yeah. Um, so. So yeah, it's not going out. Just to mention that they have these heater units all throughout, um, like the the area of the promenade, just so that uh, I guess because it's not fully operational in terms of life support, this will come up later on. Anyway, um, well, they got lights in the background there. Can they not power on something here? I don't know. Get a heat lamp. Worf needs his red vengeance. I agree there with you, Norman. Where is Worf? Never seeks it. No. Nope. Does even doesn't even try. That's because Worf sucks. No, I've been telling you this for years. He's, he's just not a family man. He's just not a family man. <laughs> That's also true. Yeah. Uh, he had his he's own like, eh, I'll just find another one. He had his own brother's memory erased and then he shipped it. Yeah. yeah, true. So, um, he's oh, Dave, Dave, Dave. This picture just cracked me up so much. <laughs> the pay team? The pay team of Ducat with the followers? Yeah, I love it. It's hilarious. If there was a print uh, of this, I, I want would that for buy. my living room. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> right. So they go to see this guy, the paint, the guy who's painting the mural. We find out he's the um, the husband of the woman who's pregnant, um, and uh, you know, and she she was just like, oh, you're you're following this crazy man or whatever. He's he's like, um, I, he's like, I don't care if you like our religion or not. I don't need to your approval. And uh, and we're uh, I, and he's not happy that Ducat brought her here. Quite frankly um and you know she i think just... even at this point he knows that dakot has had that um i think he knows that he's what you think he knows that dakot banged his banged, wife yeah banged absolutely. his wife um, Oh, absolutely well he he's good if he, if he doesn't know yet he's gonna know soon he knows. um anyway so but i i did i i kind of liked how he was unapologetic towards kira about about he's like this is what i believe for better or worse and this is what i'm in on um you know, well and there's and... a scene later where she's talking to somebody i can't remember who she's talking to it might even be dakot actually where she's like well you know i believe this and he's like well i believe this and and like she's she's obviously upset about that and it's like but isn't that kind of the whole point is to believe what you believe like <laughs> yeah well kira does say at one point like the idea of raising children's to uh believe in the paw race is something that scares her i guess it'd be like you know but yet crazy. all the bajorans you know are all about the fucking prophets well it, because they're, they're the true gods and these are the false gods right oh, yeah. so it's a um it's a religious war uh even though you know 
what you know not that we have those problems anymore in our society oh right? no, no no you know <laughs> these are definitely 24th century problems for sure yeah this this is this was just you know back in the 90s when they made this um no problem yeah anyway they're having service in the uh in what's the equivalent of a course bar here on impact noir uh ducat leading his little sermon with all the followers and they got their hands and this out. is what bugs me because this kind of crap was cool to watch I yeah. was like this. If you just said you were going to make an episode where Gal Ducat acts like a televangelist the whole time, yeah, I would have yeah. been like, "Fucking sign me up!" Yeah, get like a bigger crowd, more extras. Like, oh be, yeah, you, like, you could you sign could really me make, up, right? Um, but th- it was like they didn't have enough money for the for more extras or something. Um, and uh, anyway, so as this is going on, Kira sees a one guy who's got the phaser. I guess the guy who was using it to weld earlier. So she grabs that and she points it at Ducat. I don't know why she just doesn't shoot. You know, she's got a shot. Um, and she's, she's Kira. She's Kira. She's a, she's a good, but the followers, they love Ducat. You know, he's got whatever he wants. The, the husband puts himself in well, the, the way. Well, the best thing is, if you notice, Ducat doesn't even flinch. Like, he, he he's just like, yeah, I know they're all going to stand in front of me. Like, he's uh, literally just standing there like, meh. Yeah. But I was like, Kira, you had a ch- you're, you lost your shot, like, whatever. So they yeah, all at this start- point, you might as well just put it down. Like, you're not going to shoot all these people. Yeah, he's like, you'll have to kill us all. So she tries to like walk out of there, but then these other guys just like bang her over the back. I guess that would n- knock you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Put Delavan just to caught him Cardassian teeth. Yeah, uh, my fellow Cardassians. Would this knock you unconscious to be hit in the shoulder? Unconscious in Star Trek, yes. In, in Star, Star Trek, Trek, absolutely. In the twenty okay. fourth century, absolutely. Or is Apparently. this like a Bajoran a anatomy thing that I don't get? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. You know. Yeah. So she, I seem to remember Kirk doing that a lot too. Yeah, he used to do the chop. He would do like the judo chop. He'd do yeah, the this, chop. Yeah. This was more like a double handed uh, fist to the back. Uh, but he did he'd do that too. Yeah, he would do that too. Um, and yeah, Dukai just like oh. I, I'll show you how much they love me. We got like, we have a time jump where, um, you know, her jacket's off now. And she, she goes, don't worry. Don't worry. Um, you're right back here in 1955 with us, Kira. Uh, it's just, <laughs> Mom? Mom? <laughs> you know, she's waking up. 1955. Uh, she, so, yeah, you see the bruise on her back. And she's like, where's my jacket? He's like, I had to take it off to tend to your bruise. How do you Ooh. tend to a bruise, by the way? Well, they got the technology. You put ice on it. No, they got the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, tend to a bruise. You just leave it. You don't touch a bruise. Yeah, there's no tending to it. I don't know Uh, if this if this was uh, Crusher's uh, (laughs) Crusher's Med Bay, they would be tending to bruises. Yeah, Uh, you would have some sort of fucking laser that gets rid of it. Yeah, he tries to give Ducat tries to give her a meal, and then she like sees the knife. She sees the butter knife, and she's like, "Oh yeah, maybe I can stab him with that, or the fork for that matter." And he's just like, "Come on, you're not gonna do that, you know?" Um, He's like, "Don't be crazy, woman." You don't be a crazy woman. She's just like, "I would love to kill you so much, but 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 I'll hesitate every time. I'll hesitate every time because I'm good. (laughs) I'm a good character." So, um, but she killed lots of Cardassians during the occupation. So, yeah, but this, this is uh, this this is where the, the episode goes a little bit weird. Like, why is she? I mean, she has no choice. You have a conversation with her. But this is like a guy who enslaved the planet, people, killed millions. Yeah, her mother was involved, which isn't like, like it. Just seems a little disingenuous. This this conversation. Yeah, it is. You know, like I think that I think that uh, Kira is humoring him way too much considering everything that's happened between them. Don't forget about Zial and all that stuff, too. Yeah. Um, and, you're, and you're right. Like She should have taken the shot when she had a second. Yeah. I'm like, what do you what do you got to lose here, exactly? I guess your life, but, you know, it's uh, that's um, the biggest thing. They do talk about her mother, about how she he she's like, she talked herself into thinking she loved you. And he's like, well, maybe. Maybe that's true. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, and you planet. will, too, Kira. And you will too. You'll talk yourself into it. I'm pretty good at it. Um, and just then, I think they get a call. Like the baby's coming. The the woman who's pregnant, whatever her name is. Uh, let's let's go watch the baby get born. And Kira's like, I'll, I'll get down with that. I'll go watch a baby be born. I love babies. 
I was I had the Kiryoshi. You show up at the infirmary. Uh, a blessed day here, guys, for the baby. You know, um, Kira's just so pissed off. Kira's like, uh, I gotta shoot the baby now. I, got, I have to shoot a baby, <laughs> and I didn't even want to. Um, but you see, on the mother's face, as soon as the baby, she heard the baby come out, that there's something up here. Well, she yeah. knows. Yeah. Um, yeah. and and also, I guess the doctor or nurse or whatever she is behind them, she knows what's going on. You know, and we see like I always love this. This is always the best when we see the baby come out with the Cardassian look. Um, this like this may be my favorite moment in the episode. And, and, you know, oh, just, no, like, I have a favorite moment. We'll get to it. It's it's near. I the think end. I know which one it is. <laughs> uh, and, and just when Dukat comes over and Marco Limo, he does some good acting here with his eyes and just like the, the, the things he does here. Oh, you know, and he's um, you know that like that old trick in the book. Oh my God! This is a miracle, like uh, immaculate conception. Yeah. Before he felt the kiss. Of oh no, this one. My children, good news. Something <laughs> wondrous has happened. This infant, born of the love between Benyon and Mika, was transformed in her womb into a living symbol of the covenant I made with you. It's so it's so funny, uh, and they're just like, well, maybe. I was like, you know, this this speech has been given in the past uh, at some point in history where some Many somebody times. else knocked somebody else up. Um, the loving covenant, Dave. The loving covenant. The loving covenant with you. It's a symbol. And the 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 the, the mom here and the husband. The looks that they exchange here. As much you as know I what, don't. Though, this is where again. Okay, now you guys are talking me into not like this episode because. You know when she was like walking around the promenade there, and she's all so happy she's pregnant. And this only happened five months ago, so clearly she knows what's going on way before this. Happens. She yeah, she would she would she was like she says later, Dukat's like, how come you didn't tell me I was the dad? She's like, well, I was kind of hoping it wasn't because I guess she had had sex with them both around the same time, so there was a chance that it wasn't going to be Dukat's. But you know, maybe you could have done a scan before the delivery. Uh, you know, tricorder. Might say, hmm, what's this baby's DNA? But uh, but no, I guess um, you know. So so so, they're, so so most of the the cult seems to buy it. They seem to go along with this, and they're willing to accept what Ducat's words. But Kira knows this is bullshit, right? Uh, the husband seems to kind of know too, but he's kind of going along with it too because he's such a big believer. He's maybe the most devout of these followers, aside from the vet. That's actually guy. one of the one of the best parts of this episode is him. And his, his, because that's what happens. You see all the red flags when you're in a cult. Yeah. And you just go right past them. Right. Even yeah, though you know. Yeah. That's <laughs> what you hear from a lot of people who get out of like those kinds of uh, situations where like, well, I kind of let this slide and it's a series of letting this slide and, and then until yeah. finally you can't even see any reality. And, uh, and Kira is pleading with her old friend, uh, Vedic, whatever, um, Vedic Blas. No with Vedic Fala. Uh you know like come on he's that baby... important we don't even know his name. Yeah, Fala. Uh, that baby's yeah. half Cardassian. He's like, well, Dukat said it was a miracle and you know, I don't know and it, it could be something and Kira's just like, come on, man. <laughs> like when are you going to grow up? <laughs> yeah. You know. She's like, is it you're so close-minded. It could be a miracle. <laughs> it's it's like you know I just found this light behind my head here in in Kelowna Airport. I, Dave, I'm a prophet. You've been touched by a god. <laughs> I you believe a you're a prophet before I believe any of these people are. I have been touched by the hand of a god. <laughs> Come to think of it, back to his painting. Adam has touched me. Oh, that's a good painting. Um. <laughs> so funny. I think I want that. Do not listen to Jody, anybody. <laughs> uh, I meant like a handshake. Oh, yeah. Because so yeah, Kira convinces... Don't worry, consenting adults. Yeah, consent. It was consent. Kira convinces Fala to let her go see uh, the husband guy who's doing the painting, you know. And she's like, don't worry, I'll be subtle, you know, about trying to ask some probing questions about this whole uh, the baby being, uh, you know, half Cardassian. And she's like, do you, uh, did uh, you and, uh, did, what's her name and, and Ducat ever go off and pray together by themselves? He's like, yeah, mm, that's weird, huh? You know, <laughs> disappear in the 
cold, dark corners of the deep space, whatever. Numbers. Yeah. And we heard that. We I heard like well, the promenade for a reason. You know, but you know, who knows what? And, you know, so she. It's almost like like the things she says to him are like so friggin' obvious, and then and then follows like that's enough. You're going too hard on him here, and she you know pulls her off. But he kind of some doubt has been um, inserted into his mind, perhaps. Yeah, because uh, you know the Cardassian baby coming out of his wife didn't have anything to do with it. Who's the only Cardassian? Oh God, <laughs> he's the only Cardassian on the goddamn thing. Yeah, like, it can only be him. Like, come on, buddy, get get those wheels moving. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they're gonna go. They're like, let's go find the mom. Let's go find the mother and talk to her about it. He's like, okay, but follows like only if you're nicer to her when we find her. And she's like, oh yeah, I will. So then Ducat meets up with her, the mom, uh, in the air. What a place to meet up in an airlock. I wonder what it's like. This is yeah, where it was minute, conceived. This is where the baby was conceived. This is they went the, back the minute I saw that they were in the airlock. I'm like, okay, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I think Ducat had already decided he was going to kill her by at this point, right? Because he was like, let's meet at the airlock. Yeah. You know, maybe, I don't know. It seems like it, it, the scene kind of makes it seem like he decides halfway through when she says, if my husband asked me, I wouldn't be able to lie. But, or so maybe this was, he was still considering whether or not to kill her. But by Or his it, questions are testing her testing faith her. in him. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause he's hoping he doesn't have to. But if, I think by the end of this conversation, he decides he does have to. Um, yeah. You know, he's like, well, you, um, I was weak that night. I, I couldn't hold myself back. Did she, did, was, were they, con I guess the relationship was consensual. Is that what I'm led to believe? He didn't like, it seems oh, yeah. Like it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, it almost sounds like she actually initiated it because he says at one point, he's like, you know, I was really weak, you know, you were so beautiful really, and you were so beautiful. And that's what you know. they all say. Come on. Yeah. No, that doesn't <laughs> sound like she initiated it at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. trying to give my boy Ducat a little bit of respect. That's all. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't get any, um, Kira's looking for her the whole time. Like, Oh, this guy said she went that way. Uh, I guess the internal sensors aren't working on the station either um anyway so well, i think they have it so dark so that way we don't recognize like the stuff they didn't want to take off the set right uh, <laughs> like, i think that's the reason why <laughs> so then so she so then ducat's like okay we'll see you later and then you know he's like well this is sad but close the door and, he, and she's just like what you know I, I, if i was standing in an airlock by myself and somebody's Especially with Ducat, like out of yeah. anybody, Ducat and you are standing in an airlock, and then he leaves it. Oh man, yeah. I'd be on his ass. I'd be like, he, no, he, I'm not standing here. He's a changed man, Joey. He's a yeah, changed clearly. man. Yeah. So he closes the door. Um, okay. Maybe my other little gripe with the episode is okay. So he opens the airlock. A lot of the air does get sucked out. Yep. Right. And the the gravity plating still works. So technically, after the air gets sucked out, there's nothing to like suck her into space anymore True. but um but you know the fact that she survives this is kind of impossible um in in you know because... well the amount of the amount of like force from from the door opening and the air being yeah just it, just but assuming like well, that didn't kill her um that, that al she's also also when they say they're gonna put somebody out the airlock they mean they're gonna put them out, out the, airlock. the airlock yeah <laughs> yeah well i guess they, they had to find some plausible way she could survive this but i was like there's no way like like uh you could survive more than a couple seconds uh in space you know um we saw in star trek was it strange new worlds last season where um it was dr um uh, the nurse chapel and what's his name Dr. Mbenga. Um, yeah. they 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 were in space for 10 seconds and and they had a suit and they both nearly died, you know. So um like we don't even, she doesn't even seem to get cold uh in the, in this moment. But but then Kira just happens to be coming up at the second, so Dukai has to make a run for it and they find her and they but they have to close the door, repressurize the thing. Um and uh, you know they make it seem like ah oh, she you know she's a little she's a little roughed up but she'll be okay. Well, like, this is dead. this is kind of annoying here because you see her right as they bring her back, which is this scene here. But in the next scene, you see her; she's got tons of bruising all over her face. 
mm-hmm. because they said obviously the pressure or something affected her right. but you don't really see it in that initial shot and then all of a sudden you see it like in the next scene it's like oh oh he's gotta go i, I gotta know. go listen all okay. the best hey, text, I'll text, Steve, I'll tell you, text you my uh, number okay oh yeah yeah just okay just message me okay. thank you sorry i should have got through to the rating by now uh have a good flight all right uh ducat uh kira is not having any of this bullshit she starts uh yelling at ducat and uh they t- they, they dra- kind of drag but her she off. clearly is she spent the whole episode having this bullshit like yep. that's the thing that bothers me about he, this no because he you know and they're all he's like i totally didn't try to kill her let's all pray let us pray um and they start getting to the things and follow has a couple looks like maybe he's starting to doubt things maybe you know i'm like these the, the dumbest group that ever went to space. Oh, yeah. Like, these, um, are, these guys are top-notch. There's a conversation here with Ducat talking to his uh, altar. Uh, I guess he's talking to the Powerwraiths, the Costa Mojan. Uh, you know, he's like, if, if they find out about this, then our covenant's going to be broken, and then I'll lose the followers. That won't be good for you or me or anybody. Help me know what to do. You know, so we see that he, like, no one's making him do that. He's doing that on his own. So, like, to hear his point. Well, and originally, I thought, like, maybe, like, Kira was, like, listening in on him or something, but they don't show that. So, no, he, well, and I think this is supposed to lead you to believe that he actually is starting to believe his own shit. Yeah. Like, and that's, and that's kind of what they hinted at at the end of the episode, right? I think it is interesting to make him the emissary of the paw race where, you know, and and Cisco being the emissary of the prophet. I think it's a great idea. I just didn't like the execution. That's all. Right. Yeah, it's just this kind of, like, especially with this being the end of, because I guess all this being tied up with Kira, like, they wanted to do this episode, but I feel like it's ill-placed, you know, in the season and, and what it is. Well, season, season seven, in my opinion, is the junk the shark moment for this series anyway. Like, it's, it's I don't know, like, there's some good episodes in season seven, but it, it's just, it's not the same. It's, and I'm there's not sure. It's not just Dax being gone. It, no, it's, it's different. Is it? It's just. It's like the way that they're telling the story feels different. Oh yeah. Uh, the problem like, I think in in this story is there's no stakes. That's right. There there's is no, literally no stakes. Yep. There's nothing's nothing happening. Like the Ducat's group isn't trying to do anything. That's fair. They're not. Well, yeah. Until near the end, right? But yeah, they're not trying no, to hurt no, anybody. But it's Ducat right, that's doing that, not not them. So. Yeah, like they seem to be just doing their own thing. Uh, yeah, we were told that the guy that stabbed Cisco, he wasn't really part of their group. He was kind of like a radical, right? Um, the one who, you know, stabbed Cisco behind his dad's restaurant earlier on. Um, but, uh, but Ducat comes up with this plan. Guess what, guys? I talked to the Pares and they said, we got to go to heaven together because our corporeal bodies won't be enough to bring upon the paradise or whatever, the second coming of whatever. So, uh, we're all going to have to die and kill ourselves and Kira, Kira gets to hear this over at the PA now so even though she's in the cell um, you know and we're all going to die together doesn't that sound fun uh, and they're all for it they love it they're like yeah let's do it let's what are you we've been we, we, waiting for to die with you and go to like Parade heaven that's all we're, for, we're all about Kira says oh no they, this ain't good let me out of here I gotta do something then Ducat shows up after the commercial and says um, what does he say to her? Actually, I'm trying to remember what he says to her here. Uh, oh yeah, I called these space down. They're gonna come pick you up. You don't have to die with us in like the mass suicide. I knew you won't. You won't go for that. And she's like, "There's no way you're committing suicide with these people." I know what you're about. <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, "You yeah, have got- the tic tac." I got the Tic Tac, and not only will this Tic Tac kill me, it's obsidian or, or, uh, order poison. Um, it's going to um, uh, turn their bodies to dust afterwards. Yeah, in a couple hours. Yeah. In a couple hours, uh, you know, there'll be nothing left of them. We'll be just dust to dust, uh, you know, um, and it won't, won't it be great. Won't it be nice. She's like, no, you're, well, maybe you dying, but that's not, it's too, uh, I'm not lucky enough for that. So uh, 50, 50 of well, these people. You were, you just decided not to take the damn shot. Yeah. You could have easily killed him. Yep. You could have done it. Uh, so, and then when they show up to actually have the, the, where they're going to have the poison and they're also giddy to get their poison bill. Um, uh, the, the dad makes sure to take one for him and the baby, um, you know, 
So I was just like, I don't know if they should get to keep this baby when they get back to Bajor. <laughs> just going to say. <laughs> Bajor Child Protection Services needs to yeah. be called. You might want to call them, Kira. Um, anyway, so, uh, but Kira's not, she's not going to stand by and do nothing. She's going to rip the panel off the wall. She's going to pull out some ODN cable and she's, she figures out she can, she can stick it into maybe her, her heating device uh, to try to do something. Uh, meanwhile, Ducat is kind of bringing out like they're, you know, all the all the poison. They're getting they're getting really close to the end. He gives this little speech. Um, she gets this thing to overload and then, you know, boom. Now, of course, the the, the explosion, um, I guess, wasn't going to be too harmful. She just had to turn away from it as long as you don't look at it. How did she know that? I don't know. She's she, she picked and it up in the resistance. That, why is it every time they hook something up to something else, they get the expected result? Anybody uh, who actually works on electronics knows that half the time you don't get the expected result you want. We we need <laughs> to believe in it's got we gotta believe in miracles here, guys. You know, that's a lot of them apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh so she, yeah, she's able to like kind of blow the door. So she's coming out for it. Um they're they're getting close here. Kira's running along. Now, Ducat has his particular poison pill, which, of course, is actually a Tic Tac, a yep. placebo. And Kira's not going to do it. So she's on the upper level here, and she's just like, Ducat, you bastard, you know? And as he's about to take his fake pill, she, like, jumps off the top of the of the upper level, down onto Ducat, knocks over his whole, like, um, tray here. And now his poison but pill But they all have the pills with them already. But, but but yeah, but not yeah, they do, but not his. He loses his in this process, and they're all on the ground. Yeah. He, didn't, he doesn't know which one's his and which one wasn't. Um, and this kind of is the what exposes him because he can't be the true cult leader if he's not willing to go to, to heaven with them um, and do whatever they're gonna do. I did like I did like messy hair, Ducat though. I thought that yes. was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, reminiscent it was... of Waltz. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, and she goes, go ahead, Ducat, take it. You know, they're all the same, right? And then uh, even Fala is like, maybe this guy is bad. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I, think I think he might have this mass murderer, war criminal guy might be trying Wait to trick second. us. Yeah, he might not be on the up and up, guys. This um, guy might be something. <laughs> You know, and just how they like they kind of turn on him here. It's like it's just the, it's almost... this guy is my favorite. This is my favorite moment yeah. when he's like, "This is his baby. This it's is the his worst baby. delivered line I've ever heard," and it sticks. No with... shit. I rewound it to watch it again. It was <laughs> so funny. That is a fucking solid acting right there. <laughs> they were all willing to die as long as they all died together you can't break that covenant you, you know, know what i'm gonna do every single time i'm on this show from now on i'm just gonna randomly spurt that out in the middle of a review this is like, his it baby. is his baby i think it is his baby <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need an overlay for that yeah and then he th they all start they all start throwing the poison pills at him Right, like, this reminded me of when like Dante was getting the cigarettes thrown at him in Clerks. Yes, you know? yeah. cancer oh, yeah. merchants. Cancer <laughs> merchants. <laughs> Clerks is thirty years old today. Is it today? Oh wow, yeah, it's today. Oh, cool. Um. Anyway, so uh, so they're all going out, and then Ducat just like he's like, "Who are you to judge me?" You know, like, come on. But he kind of <laughs> snaps on them, tears off the earring. He's over this. Get me out of here, right? It's a good thing they're all clip-ons, eh? Uh, it's a good thing. Well, you know, she said earlier he had pierced his ear. I guess he hadn't. Um, you know, she's like, you pierced your ear. Uh, but I don't think so. Anyway, he beams away. He had an escape plan with his Dominion transporter beam. Kind of like that guy did in uh, Into Darkness. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Transport beaming. Uh <laughs> And then, so Fala, after this is after Ducat is left, Fala is so sad he ha he he ends up taking the poison pill anyway. Uh, and and was said, Fa Fala, no! I was like, Fala, yes, go. You know, you <laughs> uh, all this needed at this scene was the guy with the baby going. Maybe it was his baby. <laughs> I think he should was like, I think it was his baby. <laughs> Wait a second, was it his baby? Or if he was just like, oh, wait, 
No, never mind. This is my baby. <laughs> this is my this is baby. My... <laughs> I'm the father, actually. Uh, so he dies. Uh, then the, we get a, a cutaway to the Defiant. This is the last ep- uh, scene in the episode where uh, you know they're having coffee. Uh, the baby and he's still in the background going, "Yeah, he kind of looks like me. Kind of <laughs> looks like this baby. Kind of looks like Ducat." <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> um, anyway, so you know, she kind of tells Odo. I think he's actually like believes in this stuff. I think he has changed to some degree. Um, and that's it, really. That's the end of the. And episode. she says it makes him more dangerous, which I think is a a, a wonderful sure. line. It yeah. Is. yeah, and then it makes him more dangerous. I, I, he's pretty dangerous as it is, um, but you know, uh, yes, maybe so. Okay, guys. So, um, fun facts, d- details sure. discovered. Um, not sad facts. I don't know. Let's go with it. What's there to say? Um, story and script. Okay, reception. Uh, Rene Echeverria, the writer of the episode, says, "I don't think we quite invested enough in the culturists or saw what they were getting out of it. I don't think that the Bajorans came off three dimensionally enough." I agree with you, Rene. <laughs> uh, you, you can inf- you can infer many things about where these people are coming from, but it was a hard to sell that they were broken in some way. Originally, Ducat wasn't sincere in his belief. He wanted to use the fact that he had been touched by a power to bring some Bajorans into his life and recreate a fantasy world where he was in charge of the Bajorans again. The real discovery in the writing process was a sign that he was indeed sincere and had been touched. He was still a dark and twisted soul uh, and a love-hate relationship with the Bajorans, but at the end of it, uh, he is sending them to their maker. A part of him is sincere. On the other level, of course, there is some dark need to continue his need to punish these people. I hope that the decision to make him sincere really pays off on some level he is. Okay. Uh, trivia specifically this episode was inspired by the heaven's gate cult led by heaven's marshall gate. applewhite uh the cult was inspired by the comet uh haley bop boop, boop, in the march of 1997 applewhite and 38 other members including the brother of nichelle nichols committed suicide believing they were aliens and that their bodies would be transported to a spaceship traveling behind the comet uh the group has an official website which is still accessible today oh good <laughs> Uh, the episode contains numerous references to previous episodes. Kira mentions Ducat's murder of Jadzir, uh, the attempted assassination on Cisco uh, by the Pawraith guy. Uh, and Pachnar was first introduced in the fifth season, and then again seen in the sixth season, uh, the Magnificent Ferengi. Ducat mentions the Coast Emojin, the Pawraith he released and allowed to possess him in the Tears of the Prophet. Ducat also mentions his desire for vengeance on Cisco, something which he vowed in the episode Waltz. Uh, Kira's mother and her affair with Ducat, as seen in the episodes Wrong, Darker Than Death or Night, is referred to, and the prophet's destruction of the Dominion's fleet in the sixth season episode Sacrifice Angels is mentioned as well. When Fala says Ducat's appetite for worldly pleasures has diminished since he felt the kiss of the Pares, Kira sarcastic says, that was some kiss. That's the same thing she says to Odo in the image of the sand when he says he'd become an optimist after the first kiss in front of Quarks. And Sirik Lofton, Jake Sisko, does not appear in this episode. Um, well, no, I, most of the main cast doesn't either. Yeah, or only for a line or two. Mm. Um, promazine is a real drug, but it is used as an antipsychotic. So it's, it's not an actual uh, suicide pill. Uh, the first shot in the episode of Ducat was purposely designed to give him that effect of a halo above his head. Could have yeah, seen that coming. Obviously. Yeah. This marks the birth of at least the second offspring of Ducat and a Bajoran woman after his da- daughter, Tora Ziel. He's probably got more. Um, oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well. Half of Bajor a race, is probably descended yeah, race, from Ducat. A race of rape and pillage. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's got more. And uh, final, this episode came about because the writers felt that the six, epi- the six episode arc and then Waltz, they had allowed the character Ducat to slip too much into the background, so they wanted to sort of have him more front of mind from this one anyway those are your sad facts um (laughs) let's let's rate this episode guys did uh adam message us with a rating uh i haven't seen it yet no he's probably boarding so i doubt he's gonna do it right now okay let's let's talk with this guys all right covenant um covenant i'm going five and a half like it's fine, but it's not. I'm not fine. even sure I'm going to be that generous. Um, 
Well, I'm looking at Crystalis, and I gave Crystalis a four, and I think it's pretty close to that. Um, I'm going to go four and a half and a baby. And a baby. Yeah. Okay. Not uh, mine, but, though. No, this is his baby. I think this is his baby. It might be his um, baby. Kevin, where are you at? I'm at seven. 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 It's still, it's seven. Know, it's still, there's a lot, a lot of good there. It's just. Did I you go to the Davin School of Rating? <laughs> no, uh, then it would have been a ten. I, al- <laughs> I, 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 I almost went to six, but then I was like, no, it doesn't quite. I, uh, well, but we. I mean, it's my baby. Like you, gotta, you gotta give it an extra point for it's my baby. <laughs> All right, I'll go for that. I'll go half a point. Or it's it's his baby. This is his baby. Uh, so uh, Adam just messaged me. He's giving this a seven. So he's with Kevin. And he said last week was a ten. And last week's a ten. He already gave it a nine last week. Okay, but he's yeah, going he up he to ten. To change it. All right, he's going up to 10, which didn't change the rating by much. All right, uh, so we are averaging a 6.1 tonight. Um, I'm not sure if Davin threw a rating in or not. Uh, I don't nah, know. Just what put Davin. a 10 in. You might as well just autofill his call. I don't think he would give this a 10. Um, our friend Sam giving a five and a half. Norman would give it a seven. So he's he's more with um, with uh, Kevin and, and Adam. The only on thing good about this episode is Ducat. Everything now, else sucks. The episode has a 6.6 on IMDb, so it is a bit lower rated uh, by the fans uh, as well. So take that for whatever it's worth. And uh, and yeah, I think that's it. So uh, we'll look. At, let's look ahead to the next episode, uh, which I believe is it's only a paper moon, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's only a paper moon. The episode with yeah. uh, Vic Fontaine and uh, Nog in the Hollow Suite. Uh, oh God. It's, I, I like, like that episode quite a bit, actually. I like. I think Adam's. I like it. Nog, but I the the Fontaine stuff just drives me nuts most of the time. <laughs> yeah, like I'm. I I felt like they did too much of it. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. But um, it's so uh, we're gonna see how it feels after the next one. Nog now, is good though. There's a chance I'm gonna be in a trivial debates next Monday night. Uh, so there's a chance I won't be here for that particular podcast. So uh, you know, tell it, them to move it. Why are they doing trivial debates on a Monday? I don't know. Murphy. Fucking Murphy. Murphy. Why? Why Murphy. Murphy. Anyway, Maybe we'll see if that happens. Baby. It could easily move. I could see it moving. It could so, be probably um, his baby. Um, but if it does, uh, I'll, I'll be here. So anyway, um, well, I, I'd like to be here for that. But if not, I'll leave a rating. And, uh, you know, maybe even Jeff would show up. If I can't <laughs> make it. <laughs> We're going to put bets on that or what? No bets. There was, I, you know, I'm not that much a risk taker, no. but uh, <laughs> we'll see how it, how it plays out. Okay. Uh, if you guys didn't know, here on the Live Long Podcast last, what was it, Thursday, we had a great conversation with J.G. Hertzler himself, Martok. Um, we talked to him for like two hours. It was me and uh, the locutors. Dave, I was very uh, tempted to join in on that, but oh, well. Oh, man, he's awesome. It was fun. Um and uh, yeah, we had a lot of great conversation. We talked about all kinds of things. Uh, what a character that guy he is. is. Yeah, uh, he's cool. So uh, one of our first interviews. We're, we're eventually going to get like you know some shorts out there, some of the, the different men's. But go go watch that. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, really enjoyed uh, that that interview. How many times did you tell him you had the same birthday, Dave? Oh, he was all about right off the top. Right off the top. I know. I waited till we went on the air. The I, I almost, I almost told him before we went on the air, but I was like, "No, I'm going to tell him." But like, no, we got to save this for the fans. You also got him to say Pisces power, Dave. Good job. Of course I did. He's born on March 18th. He gets it, guys. He gets it. Um, yeah, but you're not that good of a Pisces, though. I'm the best at the Pisces. So is he? Like, no, you're you know, not. Class three. You're got. You're a class one. You're like an Aquarius Pisces hybrid. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but anyway, <laughs> it's true, guys. It is very fitting to be having this conversation after this episode. Sam's an Aquarius, if you didn't know. <laughs> my mother is an Aquarius, and so is my my brother, and, and my, my son is an Aquarius, and my sister. Okay. And my daughter moving is on, else. moving on. But who knows? You know, <laughs> who's to say, guys? Uh, who is everything else? 
but but by the end of it, JG Hersler is like, I want to have a birthday party for only people born on March 18th. And uh, Dad was like, Can I come? I'm born on March 20th. And he's just like, No. no. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, I love. He did that a few times. A few of those answers. He just no, no, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was so good. Have, oh, Monday. So what are you? The uh, what is that? The 29th. Yeah. Um, well, her, happy early birthday. Um, and uh, what else, guys? Um, but Davin shares with John Delancey. I was like, you can have a birthday party with him. I don't think I share with any Star Trek person. No Star Trek person? It's got to be somebody. I'm going to look that up while you guys are talking. Yeah. At least somebody in some episode. Um, it's got to be. Anyway, uh, so check out that, guys. Check out our, our different podcasts. Um, I don't know. What else do we have? Do we have anything else on the board for Live Long and Podcast? I don't think so. Because I think Discovery doesn't come back till April. Um, oh, we have the Trek 10 coming up. We're, we're doing the, the Klingons. That's coming up on January Oh, 3. guys. Oh. Oh. Who? The, the most gorgeous man in Star Trek. Uh, John Delancey? No, it can't no. be him. Um, Patrick Stewart. Oh, is it Anson Mount? It is. Anson oh, Mount. Mount. Pike. Uh, Making pasta mama. Yeah. Pasta. No wonder why I enjoy pasta mama so much. That's why it comes from that the birthday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, on that note, guys, we'll leave you on a quote. Make sure to check out our, our affiliate podcast as well. Um, the United Federation of Podcasts, all kinds of great uh, shows going on over there, uh, like Trivial Debates, which I might have to be pulled away from in a week's time. Uh, the X-Men, The Last Stand, uh, they're going to be doing that, uh, I think, tomorrow. They're reviewing uh, that with, uh, with, a, with guest Ryan. Uh, so if you like the X-Men movies, or even if you don't, go check that one out. And on that note, I got a good quote here, guys. One of these Ducat speeches. Oh, yes. Our covenant is broken, my friends. And we'll see you next time. Our covenant is broken. None of you will ever know the love of the pirates. None of you. It's my baby.